You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Time for the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon. Crazy East Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo. My cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Welcome to In the Conversation. We in the building today is your boy, El Profesor Vladimir Camaño. And then your boy, Disco, school, 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 Ali. <laughs> Ali's in the building, the guru. Right, right, right. The Oracle, the architect, no Ali doubt. Muhammad. Sound all quiet today. What's going on? We're missing a, a core member here. No doubt. D, yeah, doing some big shit. Doing some big stuff with some HBO. Yeah. Hosting an event. Uh, so D had to go out there and get that paper. No doubt. But we holding it down. You know holding what I'm saying? It. We appreciate y'all being with, here with us. Yeah, stay in, stay in the conversation. I don't leave because I leave and I about to get busy on this on this talk. Boy, why are you talking like a jazz like your jazz radio show host? Uh, <laughs> it feels appropriate to the context. No, sir. <laughs> What's the context? Got get got get your your voice real juicy. Nah, pulse. <laughs> Shit, motherfucker. <laughs> no homo. Listen, man, it ain't even about that. That's just just too inappropriate, too, too inappropriate. for the for, yeah, the, yeah. for the situation. <laughs> Do you? I don't use take no, that shit to the I house. I don't use no homo Ali. I mean, no real need to use it, but you know, that shit right there. Wasn't Do you feel like that's a, continue? You, you feel like that's an age thing? Like it's like an age, like past a certain age, like you just don't need to use that no more. No, nah, I mean it's definitely at a certain. If you pass a certain age, you weren't part of it when it came out. You know right. What I'm saying? When no homo came about, you know what I mean. You weren't part of that vernacular right you know what i'm saying but at the same time you get beyond you know worrying about what a motherfucker think about what you just said and were you using it when you were coming up in florida was that a term out there you had no no homo wasn't a term when i was young so then it just came up towards like the 90s you think like 90s hip-hop i guess i mean i didn't start hearing it till the 2000s when i moved to new york so it might have been so outside of new york you didn't hear it i have i didn't hear it till the the 2000s when i moved to new york because i didn't travel that much you know, until like 04 or 05, so I started getting out of New York a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I didn't know if that word, that term was used outside of the, you know. Nah, I mean, you know, people were just way more vulgar about, you know what I'm saying? You know, saying what they was going to say. You're like, y'all motherfuckers gay. You know. Or, I, remember, <laughs> I remember being in high school and people using the word pause. And I remember for the first week, I had to act like I was in on it. I know what it meant. You never end on it. Someone said pause, and I would just laugh, like, oh, he said pause. And I'm like, I don't know what in the world. What do you be paying attention to, man? You don't know none of the shit. I said, what pause is? What is that? Is it a videotape? Like, what's going on? I don't know what the hell it was. Then I figured out later. I was like, oh, they're saying, you know. You know. Pause was. It's a, stop what you're thinking. It's like a, yeah, it's a stop what you're thinking, you know, objection, your honor. No doubt. <laughs> so. So what's happening in your world, man? Uh, we got a lot going on, man. Been uh, excited for this Avengers Part 2 coming out on Thursday, man. Mm-hmm. Super excited for that. I uh, can't see it until Sunday, though, but... Yeah, you got some surgery going on. Got some surgery going on, man. <laughs> tell, tell the people about your, your, you know what I'm saying, your Ray Charles look. I got my, got, I got my sunglasses for, on right now. For the now. people on Daily Motion, so, they, they can see that Vlad has on his Ray Charles glasses right Unchain now. Unchain my heart. You know what I'm saying? Let me go my way. <laughs> so to the people out there, I ended up getting, uh, I got some LASIK surgery. Eye LASIK. I got eye LASIK, Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, a couple weeks back, Ali and I had a conversation about my glasses. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and the motherfucker told me, I like my glasses. I'm not going to get the surgery. That's can, part of my look. That's part of who I am. Right. You can go back and actually, that's actually documented. You yeah, can go yeah, back. You go back. So long story short, after that night, I go home that <laughs> night and I start researching LASIK surgery. And... Uh, <laughs> You can go back. I did say the glasses are a part of my look. Um, and I go back home that night and I start researching LASIK. Mm-hmm. And I find out they got a bladeless LASIK now, which means the whole thing is strictly all laser. They cut the cornea with the laser. They do the restructuring with the laser. And then they reflap you up and you're good to go. No doubt. And I found one of the best doctors in the city, researched him out, had an interview with him. He did a comprehensive uh, exam to see if I was a good candidate. Mm-hmm. You, and, and D, you and D be about them doctors interviewing them doctors. Oh, we interviewed doctor. Dog. I'm, I'm good for that. What, what school did you go to? How long you been doing this? Any negative reviews? I go online and find reviews on the dude. No doubt. I mean, as you should. You'd better yeah. do something. You know, saying to your body invasive. And uh, surgery was excellent, dude. Literally twelve minutes. Damn. How much? Well, that you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I need in on that business. Yeah, we, that's not the, you know. I'm, 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 I don't know if you guys know out there, but I'm a huge frugal. I'm, I'm a frugal dude, so I always find ways to negotiate my situation. I um, hope it worked out for you. It definitely worked out for me. So uh, I got, uh, you know, I got 20, uh, 2015 vision. That's the year it is too. 2015 mm-hmm. vision, and uh, it's great, dude. That's what's up. So now you can see all this bullshit going on. I see on all the bullshit going on, man. I've seen bullshit and it's been sharper. I've seen no noise. I see it noiseless. There's no noise. <laughs> <laughs> no filter. No doubt. But uh, my father's hilarious, man, through this whole process. So basically, I got to wear these shades for a week, right? Mm-hmm. And my father goes, in Spanish, he's like, yo, when you're done with this process, I'm taking your glasses. It's like, I like how they look. I was like, dude, for real? Like, this is what you're concerned about? <laughs> You see where you get that that frugality from. <laughs> and this dude, man, he's super concerned. I get home last night. He's walking me, holding my hand, walking me to the house. I'm like, dude, I can see, actually. You don't need to. He's, he's walking me down the I hall. I thought you said it was all fuzzy like you were underwater. It was a little underwater, but it, it wasn't like I was blind. Don't disrespect the help, man. And my father was like treating me like I was like an invalid at a geriatric hospice care. And if he, if he let your ass out there to walk on your own, you would have been mad. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. I guess you know you're right. Saying? It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Exactly. Respect the help, man. So shout out to my father, man. Definitely took care of me last night. Son, he the reason why you here. You talking shit. Goddamn right, taking that dude with the door open. <laughs> By the way, I did some. I did some reflection on that dude with the door open, Ali. Oh man, here we go. I really, I realized why my dad did it. I gave it some hard thought. I haven't confirmed with him, but here's what I think it is. My father's a working man. Construction superintendent, paint, mm-hmm. plaster, mm-hmm. roaches. Crack era, 80s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hard body work. This isn't no lightweight stuff. Calluses mm-hmm. on your hands. Mm-hmm. Boots. Sweat. My father would come home. Nobody would thank him. And they still don't. They don't get no thank you. You know what I'm saying? You get your LASIK surgery. You're blind. No can't see. You're underwater. So you come home. You know what? Nobody going to say thank you? I'm taking a doo with the door open. That's 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 what it was. Nah, man. He took a shit with the door open because it was his house. And he wanted you to know that. And that's right. Yeah. He letting you know, this is my domain. You're going to get this work. Get in where you fit in. You're going to get this work. You don't like it? Move out. Move out. Pay bills. And as long as I'm paying these bills, busting my ass every day, I'm going to shit how I want to shit. And that's why I got it now as I got older. I was like, I get it. No doubt. You're going to do the same shit? Well, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I, you know, when I get a... <laughs> If I, have, if I have a family, I'm going to tell my kids, like, listen, if you don't want me taking a dude to the door open, I expect some gratitude around here. 
Me, I can't do it. With, I'm closing the door. I'm locking it. I don't. I want peace. I don't want no. I don't want no interruptions. When you were growing up, were there people coming into the bathroom while you were doing stuff in there? No. I mean, they tried, but you know, you lock it up. You know what I mean? My father would bust the door. There was down. too many people. You know what I'm saying? Coming and going every now and then. You know, yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of big family, so you know, a lot of people coming and staying with us and stuff. So, you know, it was always a lot of traffic, but I think I figured out. You know what I'm saying? I like to, I stay outside most of the day. You know what I'm saying? So all the traffic, I, I had no concern. I'll stay outside all day and then come back in. I do all my business when everybody was, you know, in their own lanes, eating, sleeping or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's the same way I am now. I'm up all night while everybody else sleep, you know, doing my doing my business. So oh, so you do peace. across the board, you do, you do your business in private, across the board. No, I just do my, I do my peace, I do my Tedious business in peace. So, bathroom stuff is tedious. It's a tedious act. But it's not. It's it's that's a private, personal yeah, act yeah. where you want you. You know what I'm saying? When you're in a house where there's a lot of people, right? You know what I'm saying? The bathroom. Everybody understands that the bathroom is the only place Privacy. where nobody is off limits. Nobody fucking with you. Reflection. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, okay, the bathroom is like like if you go to my grandma's house. You know what I'm saying? My grandma's house had at least 13 people staying there at any given time. And then us on the weekend, so that's like 15. So, but it was never one bathroom, and it, I never remember an issue with the bathroom, with it being, you know what I'm saying, a problem with the bathroom. If somebody was in there, everybody knew. Okay. Was it like a ticketing, si- ticketing system or was it just nah, knocking man, on the door? Just, Yo. It's just instinct, man. You just know, okay. Because when you in there, you know, okay, let me, you know what I mean? Let me fall back. Because, you know, back then, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you were on the younger end of the spectrum, you know what I'm saying? You might have to, you know what I'm saying, take a shower with your cousin. You know what I'm saying? You six, seven years old. It's like, ugh. So when it's time for you to do your business, you know what I mean? Everybody just let you along, let you do it. Now, let me ask you this, though. When you were... uh when you so like, did you ever did you ever? I've done this before in my relationships. What happened? I've done I've done this before in my relationships, mm-hmm. where you are just not in a, you're not in the right mood to deal with that particular person, mm-hmm. whether it be your girlfriend or your father, whoever it is. You ever do the fake poop? Like I gotta I gotta use the bathroom. Nah, nah, the bathroom ain't the place to be hanging out. You know what I mean? I don't like to hang out in that motherfucker. I got my I got my space. I got my so what do you my do? office. I go to my office, my studio, and and hang out. You know what I'm saying? What if you do if like say if like you and I you say you and I you and I like you know we we, we were roommates and we we, we boys we love yeah, each other everything's good two bathrooms but let's say we got one bathroom right <laughs> so we got, well it doesn't matter how, how many bathrooms but say if like grown man ain't got no roommates right <laughs> pause pause <laughs> <laughs> but say you had a long day right mm-hmm. and here I go we hanging out and I go yo you got here what happened to me today and you like oh god here he go I don't want to hear this story right now mm-hmm. do you say I would do something like yo I gotta use the bathroom real quick. To give me some, you know, give me give me the strength I need to get through this story that I don't want to hear. Nah, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. You don't do that? You don't do nah, the fake? No, I don't, I don't do, do that. I don't do that, man. If I'm in my own space, in my zone, everybody know it. Because if I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm mad social. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm if I'm in my zone, everybody pretty much know, okay. You know what I'm saying? Even even like my kids, if I'm if I'm working on something and it's, and it's I need all focus, Everybody kind of know, you know what I mean? And they, you know, like I said, when you grow up around a lot of people, you you know things instinctively how to how to find your own space within a a big group. And you know what I'm saying? I exercise that, you know what I'm saying, at all times. Do you archive material for the bathroom? 
No, man. Y'all, we talked about this, man. You got archive. Y'all have phones. Y'all have your phones. No, in no, no. But I'm at, the, I'm at the point now. This is how sophisticated my game is, Ali. I got an app called Pocket. And with Pocket, you could forward articles and stuff like that, too. And it keeps a, it keeps a record for you offline. Mm-hmm. So I got my little bathroom list. So I, I'm going to read that when I go to the bathroom. I got a little bathroom archive that I got. I just tap it and I got my material ready to. So you got like boudoir sessions. The boudoir and shit. sessions in there, man. Boudoir. And I'm in and out, man. I, I, I got my own space and <laughs> go to my studio and, you know what I'm saying, do what I do. You know what I'm saying? Because that, you know, what I do, you know what I'm saying, gives me, you know, my solace. And if I'm not doing that, then shit, I'm, I'm around the people I enjoy. So that's what I do. I try to keep it that way. You don't see me around too many people. And the people I'm around, I'm, I enjoy them. I mean, I guess that's the, that's the best solution. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, even like like I say, you just have to figure out how to find your space within chaos. You know what I'm saying? The bathroom's a funny place for me because I remember on the on the train going to Westchester, <laughs> I would sneak into the bathroom to avoid paying the ticket. You ever do that? Are you going to Westchester? I would sneak in the bathroom. I don't go to Westchester. Oh, you don't you don't do Westchester at all? I would sneak in the bathroom and I would wait for the ticket guy to pass by and I'd be like, "Is he gone yet?" I mean, I would smell like aqua aqua de Metro North. But, you know, I definitely would avoid that ticket price. That was a little technique I had. Shout out to the bathroom on the Metro North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Puffy used to do that. For you know? real? Yeah, back in the day before the internet, you know what I'm saying, you had to read. Like, if you're trying to get into the entertainment industry or whatever, you had to read your way in or be connected. But if you weren't in New York, you couldn't be connected, so you had to figure out how to understand what was going on and who was who. And at the time when when Puff was an A&R dude, he used to write – he used to write a um, a column for a magazine called BRE, which was a black radio exclusive. So it was a radio magazine. And he would write a column every week, like, you know what I'm saying? It, which was impressive because he had a big job. He was the youngest dude in the game with the big job. <clears throat> and he would write this column basically giving you information. You serious? Yeah. And so when he would talk about how he would get on, how he got on, he would talk about being at Howard and then leaving on Thursday to catch the train, to sneak on the train to get back to New York. So I think that was one of his techniques. And he would use the bathroom. I, don't, I'm, I think that was one of his techniques. He would he would he would hide out until the conductor passed. I knew there was something about that behavior that tied me into the greats. You know what I mean? There was something about that behavior. Except he was going to do some business. What you was going to? Yeah, I was trying from? to get to business. You know what I mean? <laughs> the other thing. This is funny. This is a Jay, it's a Jay Leno story. Jay Leno. I think it was Jay Leno. He would after his sets at the comedy store. He said he was sneaking to the bathroom to hear what people said about the show. So he'd be in the store and they'd be like, you know, how was the show? They'd be like, oh, I thought that one guy was funny. Or that guy stunk. So the bathroom store literally, was, literally yeah. <laughs> so he'd be in the bathroom and he would get the authentic reviews from people because they would talk in the bathroom in a way they wouldn't talk outside. Right, right, right. So, so the bathroom is your place of solace. Man, it's this information. It's the internet before the internet. You know what I'm saying? I think your dad led the way with that. You know what's funny, man? You got to connect the dots. Sometimes it's you don't realize. Piece, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he, maybe he's a sage. Maybe he was I, trying to give me something I didn't realize I, at the time. I, I told you last time. You know what I'm saying? He was on his throne. He was the king on his throne. I think it was he was foreshadowing. And and he you you picked it up and not, didn't even know it. He's on a great Gatsby level in terms of the the, the, the literature he was putting out. Mm-hmm. Brother's deep, man. Brother's deep. Go sit on your throne, Vlad. Speaking of the throne, man, you don't you don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? Oh, I was gonna get into a conversation about that. It's been good. <laughs> yeah, you 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 talked about it last week. Yeah, I talked about it last week. I, I like Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think you um addicted. I'm addicted, man. I'm addicted. But I was watching this thing. I wanted to ask you about this because you guys sons. Um, Chris Rock was on uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumble, mm-hmm. and it's been it's on the internet. It's got a lot of views. He did this whole thing about how 
black people are literally leaving baseball. Mm-hmm. Statistics are like abysmal. And why did he say? Because I think it was a reason. Um, I think it, it. I think the way he initiated the conversation was he talked about the last World Series, how both teams literally had no black athletes. But why did he say that was? He was saying because baseball is, is like slow, like it doesn't it doesn't appeal to the times. And that's what I thought he said. I could be wrong. Did you watch that? I didn't. I, I saw some headlines about yeah. it, but I didn't. I didn't read that particular one. Um, but the headlines pretty much alluded that he he made some you know brilliant uh, observation of why that is because it uh, couldn't have been just that it was no black people in baseball because I mean we could see that with our own eyes. Yeah, but he was. I, I gotta recall it, but he was basically saying that um, it's not. It's not um, what the hell did he say? Well, 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 well I guess I want what I wanted to ask you was: Are your, your kids have any interest in baseball? Or when you go to the, your school and hang out with trust, you see other kids. In terms of you know you being a black father, you see like ba- any interest in baseball with the kids? You man, I see actually just today, um, a good friend of mine, Rob Hardy. You know what I'm saying his sons play baseball, and his youngest son uh, hit his first hit in t-ball. Yesterday, this, over right. the weekend. So I just saw that today. So I thought that was interesting because his son, both of his sons play and they're heavily into it. My my wife's brother, my brother-in-law, his his son plays on the same team. So, you know what I'm saying? They're very into it in Atlanta. I think, you know. Uh, oh, so you're thinking maybe geographical too. Yeah, I mean, ge- geographically, you know what I'm saying? New York it doesn't have a whole lot of baseball fields in, you know what I'm saying, the urban concentrated areas. So uh, every Every neighborhood has basketball court. Correct. Right. Damn near yeah. every block. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same in Miami. Every neighborhood has a park with a football field. So football, you have access to it. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm not sure, you know, why baseball. I was never into baseball. So I couldn't I couldn't pitch in on why kids are not interested right now. But. I mean, globally, kids are interested. I mean, you got the the black guys from the DR and Cuba. They're very into it. So, I mean. Because there was two points Brian Gumbel made that I thought was interesting. One was he's like the greatest black baseball players, mm-hmm. Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds. There was a He noticed a trend with all of them. They all had a father that brought him into the game. Right. And he said that across the board, you'd find that with a lot of the black athletes in the, in so the Major League Baseball. So he's saying the lack of fathers is... You know, correlation. That was, you know, I guess no father. You end up going to other sports. <laughs> but well, I had to. I had to look that up. Yeah, look it was that. an interesting clip. Check that out. Everybody, let's look that up, and we'll discuss on the Facebooks. Black, another episode of Black Fathers. You know, what I'm saying Black Fathers unite. Um, but did you see the black mother in Baltimore? Man, Baltimore is an interesting situation right now. But go ahead. You know, the mother who you know her son was out there riding and. um and she basically drug his ass off the front lines and told him to go home and, you know, hit him a couple of times upside the head. And uh, she was out there doing her job, you know. Right. Um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, the the youth there, you know what I mean? People are mad, you know what I mean, in general. And it's easily, it's easy to, you know, get mad and get into it, you know what I'm saying? But then as a parent, you know, you don't want no harm to come to your child, and then you don't, you don't want your child to be a part of something that you may not agree with how it's playing out. So, you know, she uh, was caught on the news. You know, what I'm saying just as a you know passing 
you know what I'm saying, in the chaos, within the chaos, this mother coming in, dragging her son, you know, he's masked up, you know what I mean, telling him to take the mask off and, and get the fuck from around here, you know what I mean? So it was, it was, uh, it was a moment, you know what I mean? Do you think that was the best way to deal with that moment? For if that's the way that she felt, then yeah, it's the best. She's the parent, you know what I'm right. saying? She knows her kid, you know what I mean? She 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 knows what's best, you know what I'm saying? Better than I know what's best, you know what I mean? So for me, I'm sitting at home in Brooklyn watching the news, you know what I'm saying? So I can't, how am I to say what was best for her and her family? Because you know the news is funny because they obviously, they put it out there knowing how it's going to be, I, you know. Actually, it was a passing thing, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it wasn't like they focused no, on it. No, it wasn't. They didn't focus on it until somebody pointed it out. Po- pointed it out. So the first first time I saw it, somebody like screenshotted it from the TV as a passing thing that happened. And then the news actually put out their own clip of just that isolated without any other sound. And and um, you know, they're running with it. I guess they, you know, they clickbaiting. You know, Correct. making sure they they capitalize on the views. I guess with the Baltimore thing, I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm conflicted, man, because there's different sides to this conversation. A lot of people are saying that everybody should go home and be nonviolent and stop burning stuff down and stop destroying stuff. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, it's like you had you know you 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 empathize with the level of. With, with the level of anger that's out there. It's like my man and um, I, I can't pronounce his name because I only see it. I haven't heard it say. Like, I think it's Tanishi Coates. He it's wrote Ta-Nehisi Coates. Ta-Nehisi yeah. Coates. So, I, like, I, I never heard that said ever in life. But I think Tanishi Coates is also a good dude. You know. Ta-Nehisi. Ta-Nehisi, yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, his point was, you know, how you expect to, to say, hey, you know, let's deal with this in a nonviolent manner to a situation that was such a violent manner. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, when when you take a city like Baltimore, any of these cities, you know what I mean, where where crime is already a problem. Correct. Where, where you know, economics is already a problem. Where, you know, they're basically gutting it economically, you know what I'm saying, and resource-wise, and the jobs have left, and what's left is, you know, people surviving. And then you get a situation where it is inflamed and it is a violent situation. You get kids who are dealing with these same police every day. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this kid is coming from this set of projects in Baltimore and all of these kids are dealing with the same thing that he is. I had a friend, Zakai Free, um, a couple of years ago. He's, you know, he's a, he's, you know, he's very zen. He went and lived in the jungle for like four years, and he came back and he was teaching breathing with the, with a course called Art of Living, and then he was doing it on his own, just consulting. And one of his, one of his uh, consultant jobs was going into the juvenile prisons and teaching them stress relief. You know what I'm saying through breathing. You know what I'm saying, and he was just. You know, he would always just tell me all the stories of of what these kids are going through as kids. You know what I'm saying? Which is a lot more than I've been through in my lifetime. You understand? As far as just dealing with what's going on in the streets of Baltimore. You know, and so when you when you get it a situation where it's boiling over, of course you're gonna have you know what I'm saying the wild side. 
But as a lot of people point out, the news, they didn't even really jump on the protest until it became wild. Correct. You know what I'm saying? They did, And as in Ferguson and as every time we talk about this, which seems like it's every two weeks, you know what I'm saying? There's always more peaceful protesters than they but they, are. Don't, but they don't come down right. until... So when when you get the helicopter view of one block and a hundred kids wilding the fuck out, you know what I'm saying? And they keep repeating that, that that visual, that's what you that's what you see. You know what I'm saying? You don't see the entire picture. So, you know what I'm saying? Yes, you would have mothers who are gonna go out there and get their kids off the front line. Yes, if I lived in Baltimore, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't want my son, you know what I'm saying, on the front line because he's not on the front line every day. You know what I'm saying? Now you know what I mean? If we lived in the heart of the situation, it may be a whole nother, I may feel a whole nother way about being out there myself, you know? So, you know, everybody has their, their way. And sometimes people are pushed to the brink of their way. And then that's when all hell breaks loose. Your, your brink is probably a little further along than somebody else who's catching hell every day. You know what I'm saying? And then, and in some cases, don't even have nothing else to lose. So you get this, and you get that segment. Then, but you also get a segment of gangbangers who are trying to stop it. Well, yeah, you know that, that was also part. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got the mothers who are trying to stop it. You have the preachers and the, the preachers and the politicians. You know what I'm saying? Then the celebrities they do their way in. You know what I mean? But at the same time, everybody has their right to express themselves and some people are going to take it way too far and some people are not going to do nothing at all so if you're going to talk about the kids who take it way too far i think you should be talking about the people who do nothing at all silence no i just i just i just think i i, I get it you know i get i get I get the uh, everybody saying don't burn the CVS down, but a part of me is like I understand the you you hit a tipping point. Yeah, CVS got insurance. They got insurance. <laughs> um, but I I don't know, man. I think like you know Obama spoke on it mm -hmm. today. He he said a few words about it, and um, there's a small part of me is like it's kind of productive to do that in some respects, but in other respects, like yeah, but this is like you you hit a point. Right. It's counterproductive in which way? In that you won't have CVS to go to? CVS to go to, you know, but that's like, it's like, you just hit, I mean, just, dude, like. And then they might not rebuild, and they might not come back, now you don't have a CVS? That's, that's, that's what it is? And I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen, man. Like, you know, um, I mean, like you said, it's like every two weeks we're having this conversation. Mm -hmm. I think something has to happen systematically with the police force, man. I like think something, something has to change. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't understand, you know. I don't understand what it is. I don't understand, uh, you know, why now so much, you know what I mean? Why is it increasing instead of decreasing, you know what I mean? Why is the conversation moving so far along? Why was Baltimore seem like it was almost provoked into right. it, you know what I'm saying? They've been, they've been hollering Baltimore since the police got shot in New York. You know what I'm saying? Supposedly that was some strange Baltimore connection. I came up with right. the gangbanger from Baltimore drove hours past the all kind of precincts to come to New York to take revenge in New York. You know what I'm saying? So it was you know that whole Baltimore alert, 
And now, you know what I'm saying, they take a situation with a guy who who had done who knows what, uh, nothing at this point, and they turn it into a situation, you know, and it is a situation now. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's almost like a, you know what I mean, it's almost like an injustice tour. The injustice tour. You know what I'm saying? Like we gonna go city to city and set this motherfucker off until it, until the whole shit implodes. So we'll see what happens, man. Hopefully, uh, get some kind of change with this to to come to come around. But uh, yeah, man, what else is going on, Lee? Man, that's it, man. I'm mad. <laughs> but I ain't stressed. <laughs> I ain't stressing. Young you know Kendrick Lamar, dude. I mean, you know. Going, going back to Miami for Trayvon Martin's mother event, you know what I'm saying, which is, you know, kind of like a, you know, where- uh, when, when is that? I really can't say. Okay. But it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's happening, but, you know, um, it's not out there. It's not a, a, a public, public event. event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know what I mean? It's a thing where, you know, it's like a, almost like a healing. So, you know, we document that. So, you know what I'm saying? After doing that last year, you know, you really get to see it. You know, for us, you know what I'm saying, sometimes, and, and we talked about this last night, I was I was shooting with, you know, with some friends last night, and um, you're talking about sometimes, you know, you, you, you disconnect it from it, you know what I mean? You see it, you know what I'm saying, a guy gets beat up by the police and he ends up dead, you know what I'm saying? People in his community uprise, and then it dies down, and it didn't, affect you all the way, you know what I'm saying? You see it, you, you, you it's another, you know what I'm saying? It's another fucked up situation, but then then it goes and then it's the next thing. But at the same time, these, you know, that family has to live with that forever, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, Eric, you know, Eric Garner had a wife and kids and a mother, you know what I mean? So it's like what Trayvon Martin mother is doing is bringing those mothers together and then you could really see you know what i'm saying how it's impacting not just us as a community or, or a country but you know individuals families and communities you know what i'm saying because these individuals are people in their community that people you know what i'm saying they 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 understand and they feel because they're from these places and they deal with these things and uh you know what i'm saying it's just, it just it just shows you how much further along it goes and how how deep it goes beyond just the news story and the headline and the talking heads who talk about it for the time that they're talking about it until the next thing comes up to the to the Mayweather fight. You know what I'm saying? Saturday, you know, yeah, what we mean? Should get a little break. And then to the, to, you know, the playoff, then it'll be the finals. You know what I'm saying? So we'll talk about it then, you know, the, the, the next thing will happen and then we'll be back on the injustice tour. And it's funny because, like, you know, it's like uh, I remember growing up in the crack era, and it was like the cops had. I remember growing up like 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 early nineties, mm-hmm. and the police had a they almost had like justifiable reason because it was a, it was a crack infested environment. They would say, "Oh, it's a crack area. This is what they, this is what these guys do." Mm-hmm. But now it's like their arguments have no basis anymore. Like they they right. can't. They got it's clearly. Right, and I mean, if you live through the crack area, you you know, if you lived in a major urban area, even even small towns, you know what I'm saying. A lot of small towns was became infested, and and the rules were totally different. But I think they used that particular era, that that you know, ten years to set up what we have now. 
and right. then that's what, right that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're going to use this what we have now to you know they're already bringing tanks in you know what i'm saying so from the crack era you know it was way wilder than it is now. It I mean, crazy. it was it was you know it was the wild wild west. You know what I'm saying? Way wilder, way more. You know what I'm saying? Murders and you know what I mean. And it's like now they just you know they're they're using that to say, hey, we don't want it to be like that, so we're gonna over enforce like this. You know what I'm saying? And which is crazy because I was watching the news in terms of their arguments, and I was like, they're still living in that context. Right, because the those that's the context that set up the laws that we have now. You understand? That stand your ground shit. What um George Zimmerman got off on was a direct correlation to the nineties Jack era during the crack era, you know what I'm saying? When cats was just robbing everything, you know what I'm saying? Cats who wasn't selling drugs at the at the cats who were robbing they were, you know, they were buck wild and they were robbing everything and everybody and then they killed some tourists from from um, the UK and the laws changed. You know what I'm saying? That's where you get these laws we have today. You know what I'm saying? The crack era, the, when they banned the AK and all of that, you know what I'm saying? The three strikes, all of that shit and the, the, the Rockefeller laws, all of that shit came from the war on drugs. You know what I mean? That they only enforced in, you know what I'm saying, certain places. So now those same places are under siege, basically, from an old-ass cold war. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's not like that no more. Exactly. It's just like us being in Iraq, you know what I mean, where shit, you already done shut shit down. Saddam Hussein is dead than a motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? But you still there holding shit down, you know what I'm saying? You still there with, with your military holding that shit down, and that's what they're doing in our neighborhoods. And I think it's just funny to me. Like I feel like it's getting to a point now because cr- the crack era is, you know, is gone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's still drug, you know, drug usage and there's still drug uh, situation. But it's getting to a point now where, like, what is where's the meth uh, war? Right. <laughs> Go ahead. D- but to your point, I feel like because these arguments are dying down, I think it's the conversation is shifting to like the reason these neighborhoods are the way they are is because of this. Policy changes that need to be made. Exactly on the education front, on the housing front, on the the healthcare front. Like it's like those excuses don't work anymore. Right. I mean, you could, you're right. If you take healthcare, if you take all that other shit off the table, and you just say, "Hey, let's let's overdo education and underdo," you know what I'm saying? Police enforcement. Enforcement of, of you know what I'm saying? Criminal enforcement of of students. If you just took that approach, you know what I'm saying, then you will have a different situation. You have a totally different situation. And I'm 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 praying that it, I, th- I think it's heading in that direction. Nah, not yet. You don't think so? Nah, not yet. Yeah, they that's gonna be by force. It can't. They not gonna just fucking do that. They make a lot of money doing the shit that they do. Y'all go tell these police cars, taxpayers gonna buy some new ones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, we're not going to leave the, leave war alone because that shit make money, man. That shit make jobs. Just no jobs in your neighborhood because we need you. <laughs> so we can have jobs. It's the underclass. You know what I'm saying? Nobody don't go to Iraq and say, why did y'all fucking burn down your CVS and shit? We burned the shit down because the motherfuckers was occupying that shit. Our neighborhoods are occupied, man. It's just funny, man. You see people, people's uh, 
people's Facebook posts on some of this stuff, man. People, Facebook reveals a lot of people like where your friends stand at, stand on. Well, you know, everybody's reacting based off of where they at. You know what I'm saying? Where where they feel? And all of us, most of us, not all of us, because some people they go to the front lines. Some people are on the front lines. But most of us was at work all day, came home, looked at some shit, and just reacted. You know what I'm saying? It was some people saying, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's a shame that mother yeah. went out there and that boy, he has no respect for her because he pushed her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You in the heat of a motherfucking moment. You in the bathroom right now. You know what I'm saying? You in the heat of a moment. They're, they're in the heat of, of the moment. You know what I'm saying? You you sitting on your throne. In the bathroom. Ah, look at this. And then you swipe. Swipe next one. You know what I'm saying? And then it's a like. And then it's a comment. Do you defriend somebody when they put us up that you know? No, nah, because I mean people have their own opinion, you know what I'm saying? I'm not I, I'm not the the you know I mean, I don't use Facebook in that manner where everything is personal to me. That shit is you know what I mean, it is it is what it is. It's social media. Some I don't go in the streets and get mad about how everybody feel. Why am I going on Facebook and get mad right. how some motherfucker feel about whatever? You know what I'm saying? I just I just know what it is. I just know that it's it's not real, you know what I'm saying? I just know that people are saying what they what they feel like, you know what I'm saying, is the right thing to say in that moment. I don't take that shit personally because it's not personal. I'm not on there in a personal manner, you know what I mean? I'm home in a personal manner. You know what I'm saying? If my wife says some crazy shit, I'll be like, "Hey, hey, then I have, I feel some kind of way." And then we'll have a discussion and we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Facebook, psh, okay, that's how they feel. All right. What kills me is like how people use, and I don't know if they do it intentionally. This is how I perceive it. I don't like when people use a social cause for thirst trapping. No doubt. So there'll be something like, you know, uh, it's so sad what's happening in Baltimore. Just sitting on this train, wish I didn't have to be on the subway going to work. And no. I'm like, just, just get off that subway and head down to Baltimore if you feel that no, bad about they, it. They don't feel bad. I mean, they got to go to work. Man, they got they own shit to take care of, but you know you could feel bad and go to work. You could feel you could feel some kind of way and not be on likes. the front line. Yes, you know I feel where you're coming from. I too did not want to get on the subway. No doubt, but you know what I'm saying. We all we all have something that we see that we feel a certain kind of way about that we don't jump and stop our situation to do. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean that it's our feelings are less valid. You know, but thirst trapping in the other way, I feel more. I, I I trip out more on you know what I'm saying the pundits or you know what I'm saying the the people of of notoriety that always got a motherfucking open letter and a motherfucking you know what I'm saying so all this you know open letter to somebody who they could have just wrote the letter to you know what I mean and did oh, some and shit as opposed to writing directly to the person yeah, instead saying, of hey. doing some shit you writing an open letter for you know for likes and fucking thirst trapping know. yeah they they you know what I'm saying they you know. I don't like that rather than somebody who, you know, in the middle of their life and, you know what I'm saying, you know, they caught up in their situation. There's some people who jobs are to just talk on these issues and just talk and just talk and just talk and get your opinion and, and get your rage. And 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 that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? Every issue, whether it's Baltimore this week or Chris Brown's rehabilitation the next. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, Chris Brown should, you know, should just stay in the rehab. This is an open letter to Chris Brown. Then next week, motherfucker got an open letter to the mayor of Baltimore. First just looking for some, you know what I'm saying? Looking for a way in. Looking looking to be a part of the conversation. I mean, the other thing that's been on the conversation this week is is uh, is uh, Bruce Jenner. <laughs> I'll leave Bruce alone, man. <laughs> leave Bruce alone. Bruce, Bruce set up. <laughs> did he say what his name was going to be? I don't think he did. Did he say what his name was going to be, Chris? No, no, no. he didn't. Bruce set up for now. He didn't. He, he actually hasn't even said whether he wants to be referred to as a woman yet. He said he is a woman, but he hasn't given a name or... So it's still Bruce Jenner. My thing is if he Let's gives Let's call a, him Pat. If he gives <laughs> a name, though, if he gives a name, is that then is that then subscribing to gender norms? You see what I'm saying, Chris? Like if he changes his name to Julie or something? Yeah, because mean? then he's then he it's almost like he's subscribing against what he's trying to. What is he trying to get across? Well, that that you know his identity is his identity. He owns his identity, right? So why should I have to change my name because society? And, you see, and what I'm he saying? probably doesn't. It's just us as society. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just us as society. We you know we're just watching it. We're watching the process. You know, so. Did you watch the interview? I saw clips. I just saw clips. <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, I just, I mean, I'm not into the story. I mean, I see it, and I'm, I'm, um, you know, you you don't have to watch the detailed interview to see what's going on because you know your timeline gives you all the yeah. the ins and outs. But so. it's just amazing how social media has, I guess, empowered this story because I'm pretty sure before, there's a bunch of Bruce Jenners before Bruce Jenner. Mm-hmm. But because he came out of time with the social media and the Facebook, like you can clearly see the support. It's documented. You got the clicks. You got the comments, and it's like he's able. He's able to have this conversation in a way where I think it actually makes a significant impact. Well, I mean that, but at the same time, he's also riding a wave of people who are on the front lines absolutely, of that movement, absolutely, yeah. who have already been having this conversation and building the conversation up. And you know, you could you could say you know he. He is coming in on an existing conversation. He's coming in almost at a convenient time. You know what I'm saying? So even if you look at, you know what I'm saying, not to trivialize it or anything like that because it's out there, it's been out there, and people been going through it. But then, you know, say if you look at, like, the the show Transparent that's on Amazon, it's his. that's the story that Bruce is riding on is that story, which was, you know, been out for down there a year. You know what I mean? But of course, he's been going through it. It's his personal thing, and he has a lot of attention. But it wasn't like he came out of the blue and and on some he's blazing the trail by himself. It's been people on the front lines right, beating the trail right. down. You know what I'm saying? And and he's I mean you know I have friends who are on that trail. You understand that that uh. Paved that are creating new, you know what I'm saying, new ways of 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 living and thinking on their own without, you know what I'm saying, some social norm or some, you know what I'm saying, some over saturated thought. You know what I mean? They have to come up with their own thoughts because it's no it's no pattern, it's no path yet. You understand? So if you are going through that already, you know what I'm saying, it it, it I could see where it may take away from the movement but i'm not in it so i'm not on the front line so i can't say and i don't know it's just i was watching and i was like this his timing his timing is perfect mm-hmm. his timing is perfect in terms of everything that's going on with it you know just in that aspect of of you know uh 
progressive movement in the country, mm-hmm. the timing is impeccable. And then the way it landed on social media was like it was it was perfect. I mean, but I mean, you're talking about a family who is the master of social media, the master of this modern communication. Like they've turned their lives into the brand new tabloid way. They are pioneers in that. And I think once it's all said and done, Chris Kardashian and her clan, they're gonna go down, you know what I'm saying, in, in infamy or in fame, knowing that they they recreated the way celebrity was and who what celebrity was. You know what I'm saying? They created a whole you talking about beating down a path, Chris Jenner, they beat down a path. You know what I'm saying? As far as being talked about and being noticed and understanding the business of being noticed and being famous and outside of not famous for anything in particular itself for being famous like they they wrote the manual on that shit they're, they're writing it as we speak <laughs> you know yeah saying? they're writing the manual you know what I'm saying I think at the end of the day when you look back you know what I'm saying look back 50 years from now you they will hold a special place in whatever by you know what I'm saying, doing their business the way they're doing it. So this ain't new for Chris. This ain't new for Bruce. Right. You know what I'm saying? Bruce been, you know what I'm saying, a beneficiary of the whole movement. He's been sitting right there. Who's to know that he wasn't one of the masterminds? Like, look, Chris, this is what we need, this to, what do. We need, this what we need to be doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? He didn't he didn't just he didn't just transition and didn't show up. He little bit at a time. He hey. didn't just transition. And just, nah, he. he you know I know, but the pun was there. Just, 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 yeah. he, he do. He's doing it in front of the cameras. He's yeah, doing yeah, it for y'all. He doing. Yeah, yeah. He, they doing it for business too, which, like I said, could take away from somebody who actually has the you know what I mean, beat the trail down. Right. Because I think I think even now, like in terms of you know, it's just like, um, you know, like it's just like. You, I, th- I let me ask you this. I think social media is at a point now where, like, if you go against, like, a Bruce Jenner type, for example, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you're gonna get hit hard on the social media. Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing how, like, with the social media piece, like, they can actually jump on the opposite side of the movement and just hit it hard. Like, you're being you're but being ignorant. But that's but that's any like if you go hard any direction, there's always an opposing direction. That's the thing about the internet; it gives everybody their voice and. Yes, you go hard against Beyonce, her fans are going to go against you. Jump right on you. You go against Rihanna, her fans are going to jump right on it. You go against Chris Brown, he got fans. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's everybody got their own little social media armies. You got black Twitter, you got the conservative Twitter. You got, you know what I mean? So everybody got their points of views and opinions, and everybody want their opinions heard. And you jump out there, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got to know that. So I mean I I I, I mean I, I you know it's just it was, it was good to see though the way the way that everything with Bruce been. yeah yeah no doubt it's good to see, it was good to see that because I, I remember going to college man and it was like such a there was and when I was in college you know they had this whole thing about uh, unisex bathrooms mm-hmm. like they hated the fact that it was like two separate bathrooms and that was a huge thing on campus mm-hmm. you know my point was like I, my my point of contention was the fact that the women's bathroom is always bigger than the men's mm-hmm. I was like we need to do something about that. So you can have room. Yeah. So that was my thing. Throne. I was like, I was like, you know you what? Can hide out. So I was I actually I jumped into conversation for different reasons. Like most people were <laughs> most people were jumping in because and we're back to bathroom again. I don't know why this is the point of yeah, conversation. That's, that's your that's your kingdom. But I remember being in college and everyone's upset. They were like, oh, 
oh, you know, it's an identity. Uh, uh, who Who's to tell me what my gender is? All right. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump with y'all because I want bigger bathrooms for the for the men. So if we can both get a bigger bathroom, I'm with this transgender movement. No doubt. Because one time I snuck into the women's bathroom by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want nobody getting yeah, this. That sounds creepy. I know it does. You by, uh, by it was, accident. It was, it, was finals, it was finals week, and I had to get to the bathroom, and, and I ran. And you snuck in. Why did you have to sneak? And I walk in the bathroom, and I'm like, this is big as hell up in here. Mm-hmm. The female bathroom at, in the library at, at Wesleyan had, dude, it had like a little, it had a it had a sitting station. You could sit and wait for one of the stalls to open up mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And that's when it hit me. I was like, you know, I'm about this bathroom movement. We're going we gonna to get these neutral bathrooms. We can all have biggest bigger spaces. And then know what's going to happen to you? What? You're going to be standing in that long ass line that the women have to stand in when it's time to go to the bathroom. Yo, women's bathroom lines are like Rite Aid <laughs> pharmacies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like like being at the airport going through the little, you know what I'm saying, pre-screen line while everybody else is standing in line. Hey, in that case, I don't want to stand in that line. That, in that case, you're right. Maybe <laughs> maybe we should have separate bathrooms. Maybe maybe gender bathrooms are, should be separate because women's hey, lines are the man, worst. I'm not, you know, for or against, but I do appreciate the male privilege when it comes to not having a line to go to the bathroom. It is a TSA pre-check at the men's bathroom line. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's a male privilege that most of us probably don't pay attention to, but the women, they I, they definitely see it when they dog standing I, all the way down the way yeah. to go to the bathroom. I was with my mom at the mall on Saturday. I think it was Saturday. Went to the mall and she was resisting going to the bathroom was at the line. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where she had to wait, but you could see the pissed offness that shit fucked up. on her face of that damn long ass line, man. That shit is messed up, man. And as people are walking out of the bathroom, my mother looks at them like with just disdain. Like they're the reason why the line is so long. Like mm. everybody's walking out, she's like, Ugh. <laughs> motherfucking well, taking all taking day. all that time. <laughs> Luxuriating like you in the boudoir <laughs> with with Vlad. You and Vlad Vlad do the same shit at home. In the boudoir. <laughs> in the boudoir. <laughs> fucking around. He's not even doing shit. He's just hiding out. Don't want to talk. This is the bathroom episode, as a matter of fact, man. <laughs> the fuck? But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that women's line is ridiculous, dog. So yeah, so don't be so quick to jump in a movement because you don't know what you don't the know other what, side is. What side is going which way and whatnot. Um, and I didn't even know that was a movement. Oh, it was a huge thing at Wesleyan, dog. They, had a, they were chalking the floors. The bathroom, you heard of that? The bathroom is a, a movement? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've heard it in like uh, high schools and stuff uh, where, yeah, kids are fighting to, you know, Be if they're transgender or whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, trans- I mean, if you're transgender, but. Oh, no, but the, yeah, unisex bathrooms. Yeah, it's like it's a whole, the gender thing is a thing. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Let me ask you this, Ali. I, I, sh- I don't, you know, I, I mean, for me, you know what I'm saying? Um, I have a daughter. Sometimes I'm out with my daughter and she's little and she has to go to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Which means. I have to take it to the men's bathroom because, you know, I can't go in the women's bathroom. And, of course, the line's too long. So, she, she, yeah, so you got to take it to so the So I whisk her in the, express in, the, in the men's bathroom. But then, you know, there's always the chance that somebody's swinging their Johnson around. And, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to, you know, protect her eyes. You know what I'm saying? You got to get that vision. So, you know, shit, man. Let's 
keep it separate. Let for me now. Actually, let me actually let, let, let her get grown and yeah, <laughs> make yeah, her yeah. own yeah. decisions. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make sure she you going over to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Whatever happens is in there. Just just look away. Don't see no outside Johnsons. Yeah, no no eye contact. You see a Johnson, look at the floor or something. Let me ask you this though. Uh, two questions for you. One is there's, there's actually there was a uh, there was a UFC fighter. It was a mixed martial arts fighter. Mm-hmm. Transgendered woman. Mm-hmm. As I'm, if I'm, not, I'm wrong. She used to be a man. Right. Became a woman. That's that's you said it right. Kicking I, ass. I mean, I'm, theoretically, you said kicking right. ass in mm-hmm. the women's uh, mixed martial arts department. Right. The fiasco was you shouldn't be fighting in this tournament because you have a male disposition male and a male male body basically. So then now my question to for us to talk about is like, is there validity to that? Because we, we want to celebrate gender. Gender, you get to pick your identity, but then if you're competing with women who don't have the same bone structure, yeah, I mean it's always you know saying some technicalities here and there, yeah. But you know, yeah, you want to talk about the gender equality stuff, you know what I'm saying? But that particular shit, if she strong as was a strong ass man, and now she a strong ass woman whooping ass. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The question is, you know what I'm saying? Is she did she really do it to be a woman or did she do it <laughs> to kick some ass? To come up, to come up get, that, <laughs> get that sponsor. Now, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, but you know, you can't put the whole movement on that one lady. It's just, it was just like it's just, it's just the cons you know, we wanna be gender blind, right? You wanna be gender blind. Mm-hmm. But then it's like a certain scenarios where you have to be gender gender particular you have to acknowledge gender mm-hmm. same thing with race race and ethnicity sometimes people want to be colorblind but then there's certain scenarios where you have to acknowledge race and ethnicity i mean every day you come out the house that's what i'm saying you got to be acknowledged <laughs> so you know it comes a point where you got to say hey listen man you used to be a man here i don't think it apply. i don't know yeah yeah you know hey yeah, hey <laughs> hey you know what i'm saying yeah, hey, it's a, it's a, it's the world we live in. Whether they give rules to it or not, you know what I'm saying? Is these are uh, things you're gonna be dealing with. You, you know, know what I'm saying? You're gonna be, you're gonna come across it. The point of the conversation is don't let your daughter see other Johnsons. That ain't the point of the conversation because you know. my my daughter not gonna be seeing no Johnsons, man. Goddamn right. So that don't make that the point. That's not the point at all. That's no, not no, the point no Johnsons. At all. Point is, is you know what I'm saying? You want to stand in line with the women in the bathroom. No, 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 I want to stand. I'm fighting for separate bathrooms <laughs> because I don't like the long lines. But I do want bigger, bigger bathrooms for the men, though. We're gonna fight on that. Yeah. So we're gonna leave on that, Ali. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll leave the boudoir. We'll leave the boudoir. We'll leave Vlad's boudoir of conversation. <laughs> so Ali, where you at, man? What's going on? Where you at this week? I'm gonna be in Vegas. That's right. You're shooting content for the. Um... Yeah, we be we be out there doing some money team content and shit and things and having fun trying to um i will be at the stand uh comedy club uh tonight and thursday and then uh there's a slight chance i may be out slight chance i may be out in la uh, this coming week so i'll be at spots up there maybe the the improv and stuff like that but i'll put those up on my uh, website laughingvlad.com uh shout out to mr lemon doing his thing out there and follow us online Shout out to everybody listening and commenting. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate you. We yeah, uh, yeah, we do, man. Subscribe, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Instagram. We out there, man. Check us out. Peace.